Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a haughty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. The Lone Ranger and Toto were riding along Thieves' Trail, a route outlaws used in traveling between such hideouts as Jackson's Hole, Wyoming, and Robber's Roost in Utah. Ever on the alert, the masked man and his Indian friends scanned the underbrush as well as the trail itself. Presently, the masked man's keen eyes saw something unusual, and he called, in, Toto. Who's 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 What you see, Kimasabi? Notice the brushwood on the right side of the trail, Toto. It's broken down to make a narrow path. Ah, that not look like animal trail. I'm sure it's not. Let's investigate. Come on, come, 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 come. Leading the way on his great horse, Silver, the masked man followed the trail that was at times barely perceptible, 
until he reached a small mound of stones near the base of a dead pine tree. There he again drew rein. He was something. Someone piled those stones. Easy, silly big fellow. Fill this mouth and have a closer look. Easy, Scout. Easy, fella. Maybe something hidden under stone. We'll soon find out. Help me move some of them. Uh, Something here. Yes. Something made of cloth. Boy, it's a waterproof duffel bag. I'll open it. Something inside? There, it's open. Yes. Cans of food, medicine, cartridges, and horseshoes. Someone must have cached these things in case of emergency. Anything else? No. Uh, oh, wait. Yes, there is a letter. Oh. It's sealed. Who it for? It's addressed to Rip Logan. Rip Logan? I know him, Toto. He was captured a couple of weeks ago in jail to await trial for murder. Oh. There's nothing but his name on this envelope. No address. And it not come through mail. That's right. Someone who knew of this place may have left it for Logan. I'm going to open it. Uh, maybe Logan not find it. Has him go to jail. Maybe him... Hello. This letter tells of plans to rob the cattleman's bank in the town of Longville. It's signed Jim Lane. Jim Lane? Me never hear of him. Neither did I. He says he's already been joined by Skid Morris and Duke Davis. The three plan to rob the bank on the 7th of this month. Unless Rip Logan joins them by that time, they'll go ahead without him. Them rob bank on 7th? Yes, that's tomorrow. Um, let her say where Jim Lane live. It says the three of us will wait for you in my shack in the hills east of Longville. Ah, me know them hills. Plenty trapper live there. Yes. I remember a number of trappers' cabins in that vicinity. Ah. And what we do? We'll take this letter to the sheriff in Longville. He must sabe we not reach there before tomorrow. Maybe hold up take place before we get there. When I wait at Longville, we'll stop at the nearest telegraph office and send the sheriff a warning. Oh, he's having... All right, let's go. Easy, 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 go easy for her. Monsieur! Let's count! The next morning, before any customers arrived, Sheriff Ben Barlow of Longville stood at the cashier's window in the cattleman's bank. From the other side of the grill... The two bank officials faced him, and one said... But, Sheriff, who told you the bank might be robbed today? Well, now I'll tell you. Just a few minutes ago, I got a telegram that gave me the information. Uh, from whom? It was signed a friend. Well, did it name the man who planned to rob the bank? Well, no. But that's not the kind of information anyone would trust to send over the wire. The friend, whoever he is, said he was on his way here with the details. Well, maybe you're being hoaxed. Well, it could be someone's idea of a joke. But there's no use taking chances. Well, what do you propose to do, Sheriff? I'll swear in some special deputies and station them with rifles in all the buildings nearby. Well, that's a good idea. What do you want us to do? Carry on business as usual. But avoid having any surplus money lying around. Like all these bills piling up there on the desk. Uh, these? 
Yeah? Oh, this is an issue of paper money the government printed for this particular bank. It's worthless as it is now. To be legal tender, each banknote has to be signed by the cashier and the president of the yeah, bank. We were just about to start signing the bills. Uh-huh. Hey, look, the doorway. What? Hey. Ice your hands. It's a sticker. Hey, you... Three men whose faces were concealed by bandanas held guns as they advanced from the door. Are you all hooch? Don't try any tricks or we'll shoot. Keep your hands high. I'll take the sheriff's gun. As one of the men stepped close and drew the sheriff's gun, the sheriff grabbed at his... Mask. Uh, I'll see your face. Oh, you slug him. I'll shoot him. If you shot the sheriff, you'll get the same if you start anything. Open the cage door and get out of there. I'll, I'll open it. I'll open it. Don't shoot again. And do as I say. Step toward the front so I can watch you and the door at the same time. All right. I'm going. You two boys go into the cage and get the money. Right. Bend in and score on my feet. Too late to do anything about it now. Get the money. Hey, there's a bushel of money piled here. Stuff it in the sack and hurry. While two of the robbers packed the new currency into a grain sack. Jim Lane, their leader, held his gun on the bank officials. He glanced at the motionless form of the sheriff on the floor. Then, looking past the officials and through the front door, he saw townsmen approaching from across the street. Men are coming toward the door. They must have heard the shot. We got to get out of here. Our horses are behind the building. Take what cash you've got and go out the back door. Are you coming? Yeah, I'm right behind you. What's going on? They're going. Help, robbers. Bank robbers. They shot the sheriff. They robbed the bank. They went out the back door. Several townsmen threw guns and ran through the bank to the back door. They saw the outlaws riding away. There they go. Drill them. Let them have it. Uh, Hold your fire, men. They're too far away. No use wasting bullets. The sheriff was badly wounded and unconscious. With no other lawman to organize an immediate pursuit, the three bandits made good their escape. Several hours later in the cabin of Jim Lane, who was known in the community as a trapper, the robbers dumped their loot out of the sack. Skid and Duke handled the new money greedily. All right, Duke, there must be over a hundred thousand dollars here. <laughs> We made a real haul, huh, Skid? Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter with you, Jim? Don't you like the looks of this money? Money, my eye. This paper isn't worth a cent. Well, how do you figure? What do you mean? You fools took a special issue of paper money that hasn't been signed. Signed? See for yourself. These notes are worthless until they're signed by the bank officials. Gosh, I, I didn't think the... You never think, Skid. You bungled this job from the start. Aside from grabbing worthless paper, you let the sheriff uncover your face. Now, if you're captured, both the bankers can identify you. It's a good thing you're a stranger in these parts. Uh, Jim, I tried to tell you we needed four men for the job. That wouldn't have made any difference. We tried to get Rip Logan. Yeah, I left word for him and his cash on Thieves' Trail, but I never heard from him. Jim, uh, what'll we do with this money? No, I don't know. Maybe we can age the banknotes and forge signatures on Even them. Even so, we take a big risk trying to pass them. I'll decide later what to do with the money. Right now, I'm going back to town. To town? Yeah, I want to know what's going on. Find out if the sheriff's alive or dead and who's taking his place. Uh, isn't it dangerous to go back so soon? No. I didn't let anyone see my face. Duke and I are known hereabouts as honest trappers. Now, you fellas stay near the shack and keep your eyes peeled. Right, sure. And get that paper money out of sight. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto, riding toward Longville, had twice turned their horses off the trail 
and into the shelter of underbrush to avoid being seen by groups of horsemen. They were nearing town when the masked man said, Turn off, fellow, this way. Huh? Turning off the trail for the third time, the two drew rein in a clump of dwarf pines. Oh, oh, oh. You see two men coming this way? Yes, Tonto. But I think we turned off before they saw us. Ah. Tonto, it looks to me as if a manhunt's in progress. You think bank already robbed? Think men look for robbers? That's how it appears. We'll find out. How? By asking the two men who are riding this way. We'll wait until they're close and sure ourselves. Oh, me savvy. All right, get ready. Now, come on, Silver. Come on, Scout. Right in. He's masked. Don't shoot, mister. Keep your hands where they are and you'll not be hurt. Take the guns, Tom. Uh, what are you murdering owl who's want? We're not outlaws and we want nothing but information. Why are so many riders scouring the country around here? They're looking for you two and the other crook who helped you rob the bank. We didn't rob the bank. Don't tell me that. Changing clothes and horses might fool some men, but not me. When I'm looking for bank robbers and run into a masked man, I can put two and two together. Who are you? I'm the coroner. It's my job to take over the sheriff's duties when he can't perform them. What's the matter with the sheriff? You know good and well he was shot by one of you bank robbers. He's still unconscious, and if he dies, you'll hang. The grit and spunk of the fiery little coroner brought a trace of a smile to the masked man's lips. He needs Silver closer, as he said. I'm sure you'll change your mind about our guilt when you see what I have here. As the Lone Ranger reached into his pocket for Jim Lane's letter to Rip Logan, the coroner made a desperate bid for freedom. He suddenly swung the free ends of his reins like a whip across the masked man's face. Yeah, you killer! He must have Come on, Pete! Get up! Get up, boy! Get up! Wait! Wait! You're not savvy! Let them go, Tara. We not chase them? <laughs> no. What could we do with them? Oh, that coroner's a game, little fellow. <laughs> Just as stubborn as he is game. Uh, him got plenty nerve. Yes, and he's convinced that we're the bank robbers. It's useless to try to change his mind. He still got guns me take from him. Keep them until we have a chance to return them. Uh, Hello. The coroner thinks we've changed clothes and horses since the robbery. That's right. He'll probably give everyone our description. That means we go near town, go near posse. We may be shot in sight. Yes, unless we can prove our innocence by finding the real crooks. Ah. We'll find a campsite, then look for Jim Lane. Come on, Silver! Come on, Scout! curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rode to the woods east of town where they made camp in a gully. After leaving their blanket rolls and cooking gear to lighten the burden of their horses, they set out in search of Jim Lane's cabin. Meanwhile, Jim Lane spent the afternoon in town. It was nearly sunset when he returned to his cabin to rejoin Duke and Skid. Hi, Jim. What's the word on the sheriff? He's still unconscious. But the doc says he'll probably live. I suppose everyone's talking about the bank robbery. Yeah. (laughs) And almost everyone is looking for the robbers. I figured that'd be the case. They're looking for a masked man riding a white horse and an Indian riding a paint. How come? (laughs) Those two stopped the corner and Pete Loomis on the trail. They disarmed him, and as I hear it, intended to kill him. Pete in the corner had a narrow escape. So the coroner thinks there, too, the bank robbers. Yeah. He figures they changed clothes and horses. I wonder who they are. I don't know, Skid, but I think we'd better be on the watch for them. I wish you'd go outside and stand guard. All right, Jim. Now, let me know if you see him coming this way. Right. Duke, I wanted to get Skid out of here while I talked to you. I found the camp of the masked man and Indian. Yeah? Uh-huh. While riding through the gully on my way from town, I saw a new camp. No one was around, so I looked it over. Well, how do you know it's the camp of the two who stopped the corner? In one of the bedrolls, I found the coroner's pistol and a gun with Pete Loomis's name carved on the handle. Well, I'll be doggone. But why do you, why don't you want Skid to know? Because finding that camp gave me an idea for getting rid of him. He's dangerous to us, Duke. If he's caught, he'll talk. Yeah, that's true. And he's likely to be caught. They've got his description on the reward posters they're printing. Reward posters, huh? Yeah. The bank's offering a dead or alive reward of $1,000 for each of the three bank robbers and another 1000 for the recovery of the banknotes. Oh, the banknotes are worth something to the bank, even though we can't spend them. We don't dare try to spend them, Duke. The reward posters carry a warning to everyone to examine all cattlemen's bank currency. But I know a way to collect the reward money. How? While the masked man and the Indian are away from their camp, we'll go there and hide the sack of banknotes. That skid's right in front of the cabin. You want to know where we're going? We'll take them with us. And after we've planted the stolen cash, we'll kill Skid. Then wait for the masked man and Indian to show up. Then kill them? Yeah. That'll make three dead bank robbers... Worth a thousand dollars each. <laughs> we'll get one of the posses to go to the camp with us after the shooting. We'll say we spotted the outlaws and shot it out with them. The posse will search the camp and find the money. That'll do it. We'll not only get the reward, we'll also be rid of Skid. Let's go. Bring the sack of money. Right. In the meantime, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had been dodging posses while checking on the occupants of shacks in the woods. It was dusk when they temporarily abandoned their search for Jim Lane's cabin to return to their camp for food. As they turned their tired horses into a gully, the masked man said, We'll soon be in camp. Ah, it's just round bend. 
black silver, hungry like you, me. I wonder, what's the trouble, boy? Oscar, ho, fella. Go. Why you stop? Silver stopped of his own accord. I think he senses danger. Uh, maybe posse find our camp. That's possible. Easy, steady, big fella. Dismount, fellow. Easy, come, easy, fella. And what we do? Leave the horses here. They'll go to the top of the gully and approach the camp without being seen. Moving silently, the masked man and his Indian friend soon reached a large boulder at the top of the gully near their camp. Looking down past the boulder, they saw two men armed with rifles. Those men are waiting for us. Draw your gun. Uh, maybe a posse. I'll call to them. Hey there! Chief! There are bumps! Who are you? They're behind that rock! Let them have it! The Lone Ranger and Tonto drew behind the boulder as Duke and Jim opened fire. Rifle bullets glanced off the rock. We'll have to return the gunfire. Keep us happy. Them fellow fire plenty fast. They have repeating rifles. Waste plenty bullet. When they stop to reload, we'll have a chance to aim past this rock and return the fire. That's right. Don't hurt the men. Just try to drive them away. Now! Bullets from the guns of the Lone Ranger and Tonto streaked past Jim and Duke. Others hit the ground near their feet. One shot smashed Jim's rifle. Another drilled Duke's hat. I'm getting out of this. Speak too. Them run for cover. Abrupt. Come with me, Tonto, and keep firing. Uh-huh. The Lone Ranger and Tonto maintained spaced gunfire as they hurried down the steep slope of the gully. By the time they reached camp, the fleeing men were out of sight. Hold your fire, Tonto. Men have horses hidden back in brush. Yeah, they've gone, at least for the time being. I think... Otto, look here in the brushwood at the edge of camp. Oh, man hurt. <coughs> He's dead. Stabbed with a knife. Uh, that right. Him dead for half hour. Maybe longer. Uh, what that beside him? Looks like a grain sack. I'll see what's inside. Uh, me build fire, make more light. There's light enough to see. This is money. New banknotes. Cattleman's Bank of Longville. It's stolen money. Why it here in camp? I don't know. Unless someone wanted to frame us for the robbery. Corner already blame us. Yes. Strange crooks leave all that money? It's not so strange, Tonto. These banknotes are unsigned. They're worthless. Ah. Maybe it better we get way before posse come. Find us with dead man and money. No. No, Toto. I have another idea. We'll stay right here and wait for a posse. Get the horses while I build a fire. A short time later, darkness had gathered, but the camp was lighted by a blazing fire. The Lone Ranger and Toto, to avoid being easy targets for anyone who chose to fire without warning, waited in the concealment of underbrush at the edge of the camp clearing. Presently, they heard a number of horses approaching through the gully. Men come this way. Sound like posse. We'll soon know. You in that camp! We're calling on you to surrender! That sound like coroner. Are you the coroner? Yep. I'm also the law. Hold your fire and ride in. We'll not resist. Step in the view and hold your hands high. We trust him? Yes. Come on, Toto. The group that rode into the camp included the coroner, the two bank officials, and a couple of other townsmen, as well as Jim Lane and his partner, Duke. Oh, 
Jim Lane was right when he told us he and Duke had found the outlaws. We had a hand-to-hand fight with them, didn't we, Duke? Yeah, we got one with a knife. First, we'd better disarm those two. And unmask that hombre. Now, wait. Mr. Coroner, I suggest that you look at the evidence in this case before you do anything else. You and the engine were going to kill Pete and me. No, you misunderstood our intention. I wanted to give you some vital evidence. He's a smooth talker, but that was... Otto and I sent a telegram to warn the sheriff about the bank robbery. You did? The sheriff did receive a wire. He came to the bank to tell us about it just before the holdup. That don't prove the masked man sent it. I think he's lying. I'll handle this, Jim. Do any of you recognize a dead man over there on the ground? Yes, I recognize this man. He's one of the robbers. You two keep your hands up. You've got the crooks. Who can I claim the rewards for it? Here's the sack of stolen banknotes. And we're entitled to the reward for the recovery of the money, too. You'll get the rewards you're entitled to? Mr. Coroner, in my shirt pocket, there's a letter of special importance in this case. I wanted to show it to you the last time we met, but I didn't have the chance. You keep your hands up. Very well. Now, you'll find that the letter speaks for itself. How I got it is of no importance. Now, if one of you men will take it and read it aloud, you'll find... Yes, I'll do it. Moving close to the fire for light, the banker read aloud the letter the Lone Ranger and Toto had found in the cache near Thieves' Trail. The assembled men listened intently until near the end of the reading, when the coroner exclaimed... So the crooks wanted Rip Logan to help rob the bank. Who signed that letter? Jim Lane. Jim Lane. It's a lie. It's a forgery. The masked man's trying to frame me. Lane, I know your handwriting from the business you've done in the bank. I'll swear in court you signed this letter. I didn't, I tell you. Let me see the letter. Me too. As postmaster, I know Lane's handwriting. Jim, you do have a shack east of town, as mentioned in the letter. I didn't write that. I say you did. I'll swear to it. Same here. The posse men were no longer paying any attention to the Lone Ranger and Tonto. The masked man lowered his hands and held them close to his guns. Then Jim suddenly cried... All of you, ice your hands! Get him up! This is the same as a confession! You're not taking us to jail! You can't get away, Jim. We'll get you and do... We are getting away! And before we go, I'm going to kill that masked man. I'll fix him! As the two colts thundered almost in unison, Jim Lane reeled backward. His right arm fell uselessly to his side, and his heavy weapon slipped from his fingers. Stand still, or you'll get another bullet. Now they do. I'm helping myself. Turning to run through the rocks toward the horses, Duke gave Tonto a chance to act. The Indian, still unarmed, sprang upon the fleeing bandit's back like a tiger and brought him to the ground. My arm, you'll break it. You let go, gun. All right, I'm dropped and I give up. While Tonto pulled Duke to his feet, the Lone Ranger pushed the wounded gang leader toward the coroner. Now, Mr. Coroner. You have your three bank robbers and the stolen banknotes. Uh, You and the Indian have reward money coming. We accept no rewards. What? We're interested only in doing things that help the West. Then the West owes you a debt of gratitude for what you've done tonight. Come on, Uh Tonto. Where are you going? We're through with our work here. You'll find your gun in peace right there beside our campfire. Adios. I'd certainly like to know who that masked man is. Imagine turning down a reward. Well, I can think of only one man who'd turn down a reward. And that masked man fits the description of him. Who's that? The Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of The Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.